Hello guys and welcome to Stock Part Shala. In the first part of share market risk, we talked about the risk types and how to manage the share market risk. In this part, we will talk about the risk analysis and how to invest with no risk involved. So let's begin. First, let's talk about share market risk analysis. Analyzing the securities before investing or trading them is important to reduce the chances of exposing your investments to unforeseen share market risks. To analyze the market, every trader or investor uses various tools from fundamental analysis or technical analysis. Either of them use various ratios, charts or indicators to predict the price movements. Some of these ratios and indicators are commonly used. These necessary tools to identify the share market risks are discussed. First, standard deviation. This tool helps in measuring the deflection of the price movement from the expected value. It identifies the historical volatility of a particular investment compared to its rate of return annually. You can easily calculate the difference between the current prices and the historical normal. To understand this with an example, let's suppose that the shares of HCL Technologies are currently trading at 50 rupees and their return is 5 rupees annually. Historically, the share price has been 45 rupees and the annual return rate was 4.95. This data shows minor deflection from the historical trends and has lower risk and volatility levels. Contrarily, if the deflection were higher, the volatility and risk rates would have increased and it would have become a less favorable investment. Second is Beta. It is a commonly used risk measurement tool that evaluates the extent of systematic risk an industrial sector or individual financial instrument has to the whole stock market relatively. The Beta of the market is one and is used to gauge the risk involved in financial security. So, if security has a Beta value of one, the price movements are parallel to stock market movements. If the value is more than 1, it is more volatile than the market. On the other hand, if it is less than 1, the volatility level is lesser than the markets. For instance, let's suppose that TCS has a beta value of 0.75, thus it is less volatile and Tata Motors has a value of 1.2 which makes it more volatile. Third is Sharpe Ratio. This tool is majorly used for measuring the share market risk on potential returns of a mutual fund which are known as a risk-adjusted return. They are the returns earned by the investor or trader in comparison to the returns given by a risk-free asset like a government bond or FD. The difference between the two return amounts is called extra risk. An investor or trader chooses to take upon this risk by investing in the share market instruments like equity, derivatives, commodity, etc. This risk is calculated using the standard deviation of the security. The formula for sharp ratio is average fund returns minus risk-free rate divided by standard deviation of fund returns. So, a higher Sharpe ratio translates to better chances of yielding a higher return. Let's understand this with an example. Suppose Reliance Industries has a Sharpe ratio of 1.25 per annum. It generates 1.25% higher returns against every 1% of annual volatility added to the security. Next on the list is R squared. 
when the percentage of price movement for a particular financial security is measured against the movements of a benchmark index the statistical value we get is known as r squared the benchmark index for every segment is different this value ranges anywhere between 0 to 100 a value closer to 100 is considered to move like the index and the closer it is to 0 it doesn't perform like the index For instance, let's suppose that Kalyan Jewellers have an R squared value of 95. There are high chances that the price movement will be proportional to the index movement. On the other hand, Yes Bank supposedly has a value of 35. This value reflects a lesser chance of replicating the index performance. Further, these values of R squared are divided into three tiers. One percent to forty percent is correlation to the benchmark. Forty percent to seventy percent is average correlation to the benchmark, and seventy percent to hundred percent is a high correlation to the benchmark. Fifth and last is value at risk (VAR). This tool for share market risk analysis assesses the risk associated with a company or portfolio. The maximum potential loss with a degree of confidence is what VAR measures and is done for a specific period. Let's suppose that Burger King has a 10% VAR for 1 lakh investment price. So, the investor has a 10% chance of bearing the loss of more than 1 lakh over 1 year. An extension of VAR is CVAR, that is conditional value at risk. This tool measures the tail risk of an investment. Tail risk is the events that happen at the tail end of a distribution. The difference between VAR and CVAR is that the latter tries to assess the risks beyond the maximum loss threshold. To ease the understanding of this ratio, let's suppose that TCS is believed to invest 10 lakhs with an average loss for the 1% of possible outcomes. Thus, the CVAR is 10 lakhs for 1% tail. Now that we've understood about the share market risk analysis, let's move on to discuss how to invest in share market without risk. As a trader or an investor, you would not want to invest or trade in securities that have higher volatility. You might be ready to take risks in the market, but there's always a limit to the risk you can take. So here are four methods that will help you minimize these risks. So let's go. The first way is know what you own and why. Do you know that this tip is also supported by the richest investor of the world Mr Warren Buffet? He agrees with the fact that you must be clear as to what and why you own. It is crucial to know why you want to invest in a company by buying its shares or other forms of security. Nowadays traders and investors tend to ignore the fact that they are actually investing and not just earning profits from the price movement you must learn about the company operations financials and other factors before investing as an investment made without knowing the business model is equivalent to shooting in the dark second diversify your portfolio imagine you have to eat just one food item for the rest of your life not only will this arrangement get boring but also has a nutritional lag You might miss out on many necessary vitamins and minerals but you must be getting confused as to how is this related to the topic well this analogy 
aptly explains why an investment in just one financial security is not desired. The biggest blunder by an investor or trader is not diversifying his or her portfolio. By diversification, I mean that an investment in several financial securities from varied sectors, industries and countries will reduce the share market risk on returns. The degree of diversification is completely dependent on you. The investor or trader should diversify to the level he seems suitable for his investment goals and plans. Diversifying just because it is advised won't help you achieve the preset goals. Third, avoid emotional investing. It is observed that many people commence the trade or investment with the least bias, but in the course, they involve emotions and deviate from their strategy. This can lead to higher losses. Emotions are considered as the biggest hindrance an investor or trader faces every day. Neither long-term nor short-term investors are exempted from this bias. Many let the herd mentality take over them and incur huge losses. Thus, no matter what, the trader or investor should follow the strategy or investment plan decided before it was executed. Staying disciplined and ignoring the hype of the market, media speculations, etc. is very important. Fourth and last is to have a long-term outlook. The markets are highly unpredictable in the short term, but the greatest chance to succeed is by strategies that focus on a long-term investment in the market. A long-term strategy is observed to have most success rate. Moreover, you can reduce share market risk by involving for a longer time period. The investment returns are highly dependent on the holding period of a security. A short-term approach makes it harder to predict the market. Buying after a rise in the valuation and selling after reduced valuation is a common mistake seen in the investors these days. Therefore, the thumb rule of trading in the stock market is to invest in good companies and for a long run. I suggest you to not test and try the market. I hope that these two parts of podcast about share market risk have helped you to understand what and what not to do. For more such information, keep listening to Stock Part Shala.